You're listening to To Succeed, Just Let Go, a podcast that'll change how you think and change your life. I'm Willie Horton and I'm a psychologist. I've been helping people change their lives since 1996. Broadcasting from the French Alps and delighted to have you along. Let's take this week's step in the right direction. talk about a condition that I come across regularly when I talk to people for the first time. That's whether I just come across them on Facebook Live or on a Facebook comment or something like that, or whether they're actually a client or somebody who's signed up to the online program, The Psychology of Success. It's a widespread condition and it could be called congenital unhappiness. The number of unhappy people in the world is staggering. It's very sad, or it would be sad if I had a mind to be sad about it. The terrible thing is that being unhappy, being unfulfilled, having worries, they're all parts of the natural human condition. And by that, I mean, it's just a result of people using their minds the way nature intended. An awful, an awful admission when I think about it. But actually, our minds didn't evolve for happiness and success. They didn't evolve for achieving goals and doing great things in life. Our minds evolved to keep us safe and to stop us from dying today. Our minds evolved to enable us to make it through the day. So if you're not feeling fulfilled or if you're feeling unhappy or feeling a bit down or feeling stuck or any of that, I was going to say good stuff, any of that bad stuff, then you're just using your mind the way nature intended. You're just using your mind the way evolution saw to it that it evolved. Now, that doesn't mean you can't take charge of your own personal evolution. And indeed, if you were to decide to yourself, well, actually, I'm okay being unhappy. I'm okay being stuck because Actually, if I was happy and soaring, other people mightn't like me. Believe it or not, a lot of people say that to me. I'd be afraid to be a success. My friends mightn't like me anymore. I'm serious. People are actually afraid of success rather than afraid of failure. But but if you're happy to settle for that, good luck to you. Sorry, of course, you couldn't be happy to settle for unhappiness, but you know what I mean. If you are content with simply muddling along through life, and lying on your deathbed in the same way as an uncle of one of my clients lay on his deathbed and said to my client, his very final words were, what was the point of all that? If you're content to plod along like that, well, there's nothing anybody can do to help you. But you know, from listening to these podcasts, you know, from exploring even the smallest little details in relation to how we can change how our mind works, that we can actually do that. We can take charge of our own personal evolution. It's not some grand aspiration. That's not some grand statement I've just made. It's actually a neurological fact. Neuroscience has confirmed that when you meditate and meditate regularly, you actually restructure your brain. So you end up with a brain different from the shape that nature intended. You end up with a more highly evolved brain and that highly evolved brain enables you to discard the thoughts that have you stuck, discard the thoughts that have you unfulfilled 
or unhappy, or dare I say it, even depressed. We've talked before about depression. No doubt we'll talk about depression again and how depression is actually just born of a state of mind that encourages ruminative negative thought that drags us down the wormhole and we end up being labelled depressed by somebody who probably doesn't really care whether we have other issues or not or whether in fact that we might be just using our mind normally anyway uh, yeah just just before i move on I, I happen to be of the opinion that almost everybody in this world is depressed or at least suppressed and by that i mean we have suppressed our own energy by thinking those ruminative thoughts by thinking those negative thoughts that have us stuck or unhappy. You see, it doesn't matter how bad things appear in your life at the moment. The normal mind makes them worse. It doesn't matter whether you're under pressure at the moment, the normal mind converts pressure into stress. All you have to do is stop using your normal mind normally, the way nature intended, and all of this stops. Seriously, stress vanishes. Pressure is dealt with. It's actually, as modern neuroscience confirms, it's dealt with effortlessly by you just doing the right thing in the right way at the right time rather than muddling through this notion that you have in your own head that you're unhappy or you're unfulfilled or you're stuck so how do you achieve happiness how do you achieve fulfillment how do you start living the life that you'd love to live well let's answer these questions in turn because as I said a few minutes ago, I know an awful lot of unfulfilled people. I know an awful lot of unhappy people. That's not quite true. I know an awful lot of people who, when I met them first, were unfulfilled and unhappy. But I know a lot of other people out there, acquaintances, for example, who have done all kinds of things to change their lives and ended up in exactly the same situation. Now, this is really interesting. I, I, I know of people who, for example, I know one particular girl who moved to the other side of the world in search of happiness, in search, in fact, of um, a partner, if I could put it like that. And she ended up hanging out with girls she had hung out with in her previous part of the world. They'd all moved, not at the same time, but they all kind of gravitated to the same place, all looking for more or less the same thing, and all ending up creating exactly the same kind of unhappy life on the other side of the world. So they actually thought to themselves, and you see, thought is a bad word. They actually thought to themselves, well, we've made a major life change. But all they did was lifted their unfulfillment and unhappiness from one geographic location to another geographic location. They all ended up back in the first geographic location, by the way, uh, thinking, I suppose, that if they made another humongous change in their lives, they may actually find fulfillment and happiness. But what had they done? They had looked at the way in which people had made new lives for themselves in the new world. That's what it used to be called in Ireland in the dim and distant past. He's gone off to America to make a new life for himself in the new world. Even, for example, at this stage, you know, the French in my part of the world sneer at wines from Australia or New Zealand or Argentina. 
they are new world wines. So anyway, these people went off to the new world or heard about other people going off to the new world and saying to themselves, well, they've broken free. I'll have a bit of that. I'll do the same thing. But actually all they've done is copied somebody else. What they have actually done is taken somebody else's circumstances and said, well, they must be fulfilled and they must be happy because they did this and we don't see them anymore. They may have done exactly the same thing. What they're actually doing is basing their actions on comparative thinking. Now, we've talked about comparative thinking before, and I'm always talking about comparative thinking with my clients, because when I meet my clients first and I ask them what they really want out of life, they tell me what they think they want out of life based on comparative thinking. I said this only a couple of weeks ago. You know, people would say, oh, they go on better holidays. He plays more golf than I do. She has nicer shoes than I do. I want a bit of that. They look like the epitome of happiness and success and really all you're doing is decorating your prison cell and really even moving to the other side of the world is upping sticks taking your prison cell with you and setting it up again in some other geographic location because you're still using your mind in the normal way we must remember that the normal mind operates on autopilot and an autopilot uses programs and an autopilot using the same programs all the time will always bring you to the same place all the time as i said to somebody recently he happens to be an airline pilot if you get in your plane in paris and the autopilot is programmed to go to jfk in new york it doesn't matter where you've decided you want to go your autopilot will land you in jfk that's the way the normal mind works that's the way the normal mind works as nature intended. All they did was supplant all their thinking in another location and ended up with a carbon copy of their lives. We know somebody else who moved to Spain a number of years ago. This couple, they were sick and tired with the scene in their previous part of the world. They were playing golf and tennis with the same people all the time. They were bored, stupid, and they wanted a new life. So they moved to Spain. Do you know what they're doing? They're playing golf and tennis with a same group of people week in, week out, bored, stupid with their lives. In fact, actually, some of the people that they left in the old country they decided, I'll have a bit of that too. That looks like happiness and success. So they're actually playing golf and tennis with some of the same people with whom they were playing golf and tennis years ago. They took their normal crazy lives and took it from one location to another. There's somebody else I know who many years ago was so excited to move from a mad crazy job into a brand new job brand new opportunity, completely different organization in a completely different industry. She had come from an organization where basically everybody was crazy, a totally dysfunctional organization. Now, just as an aside, I was talking to a company director a few weeks ago, and I had been talking to him for about eight weeks beforehand. And we got to a point in the conversation where he said to me, I've just realized Every board meeting I've ever been at in my career, this guy is in his 60s, every management meeting or leadership team meeting I've been at in all my years in business, they've all been dysfunctional, mad people, dysfunctional people in a room using their minds normally, 
killing each other to stay stuck in the same rut. And as I said to him, if Harvard says that 96% of people are not in control of their own state of mind, what are the mathematical possibilities of you finding two sane people in the same room? Same goes for families, by the way, but I think we'll, we'll talk about families separately. Back to my friend who said to herself, right, I, I'm going to use the logic that I used to get the first job, which turned out to be crazy. What do you think the second job turned out to be? Even crazier. So after a couple of years, she said to herself, I can't take any more of this. I'm going to use. Now, she didn't, she didn't say it this way. She didn't realize she was doing it this way, but, but she was using her normal mind on autopilot. So actually what she was doing was, I used the same logic as I used to pick my last job to pick my next job. And lo and behold, the third job was even worse than the second job, which was worse than the first job. And then she repeated it all over again. You see, people, <laughs> seriously, people are looking for happiness and fulfillment in different places by supplanting their lives, taking their lives from one place to another place, saying to themselves, well, I've made the big change in my life. Now my life is going to be different. Oh, your life is going to be exactly the same. It's just the cast of characters may have changed. Although, as we said a minute ago, my friends in Spain, the cast of characters didn't even completely change. It's just that the background scenery has changed. I'm still the same lunatic using my mind in the same automatic way, expecting a different outcome. Absolute madness. It reminds me. It reminds me of somebody else, a friend of ours, many years ago, who went trekking in Nepal for six weeks. And one of our other friends said to him, what did you go trekking in Nepal for? He said, to find happiness. Now, none of us in that conversation knew that happiness was located in Nepal. We didn't realize there was a signpost that said this way to happiness. All of these people are going off somewhere else looking for happiness. Where, where would you expect to find happiness if you didn't expect to find happiness within? Happiness is not an external thing. Happiness has nothing to do with external people or external events. Happiness has nothing to do with what is going on in your life or what you think is going on in your life or what you think about what you think is going on in your life, or what who you think you are thinks about what it thinks is going on in your life. When you are using your mind automatically, that is the process you go through. Those are the hoops you jump through to figure out what's going on in the here and now, and that is what makes you unhappy. Happiness is found inside, and it is found Nowhere else. Nowhere else. The only shift that is required is a shift in your own head. Now, I know people have said to me, and you might already be thinking it, I'm talking to you from the French Alps. I'm not from the French Alps. I was born and bred in Dublin, Ireland. I was born and bred in an environment 
in Ireland in the 1960s, where I was told you had to get a good education to get yourself a good job for life, to get yourself a good pension, to retire and die. I'm only being slightly facetious. The whole thing was set out on a logical set of train tracks, as if there was any such thing as a logical set of train tracks in the psychological world. There may be a set of tracks that will get you from uh, Paris to Bordeaux, but they're not the kind of train tracks I'm actually talking about. I was brought up in a certain way to live my life in a certain way. But I'm talking to you from the French Alps. And people have said to me, and as I said a moment ago, you're probably thinking it yourself, but you changed your location. Yes, the five of us changed our location in 2002, when our eldest son was 12, our older daughter was 11, and our youngest was eight. I was 44, and Lisa was 40. And all five of us decided that we wanted a shift. It had nothing to do with moving to France. We moved to France after the shift had already been made in our own heads, or perhaps in our own hearts. If you look at some of the stuff from the Heart Math Institute in California, you'll begin to realize that, you know, there is a connection, an energetic connection, a hormonal connection between the head and the heart. And very often when people say, oh, I had my heart set on it, that is actually to a certain extent true in terms of the actual science of how this integrated body of ours actually works. But that's a digression for now. The key point I wanted to make is that we could be living the life of our dreams anywhere. We could still be living the life of our dreams in Dublin. It's just that it felt right for us to make the move that we did make because the move had already been made in our own heads. Now, listen to what I've just said. It felt right. We didn't say to ourselves, oh, look at those people. They've moved to France. They must be happy and successful. We'll have a bit of that. In fact, moving to France was, for most of the people we knew, outrageous, absolutely ridiculous. People used to say, oh, you were brave and courageous, when actually what they meant was you're absolutely stark raving mad and out of your mind. Ripping your three children at that age out of their environment without a word of French. Uh, you know, we decided in September we were moving to France and ultimately we moved at Christmas. And in the three months between September and Christmas, we sent our three kids to the Alliance Francaise in Dublin so that they could learn enough French to begin to get by. They were taught the names of trees and birds. If they found themselves in France in the middle of a restaurant starving to death, they wouldn't have been able to order a glass of water. Anyway, sorry, that really is. Well, it isn't a digression because a lot of people said, you know, that's terrible what you're doing. You know, you're mad what you're doing. You see, people often ask me, how will I know the difference between common sense? In other words, I'll have a bit of that because they look happy and successful. The comparative thinking that I mentioned earlier on. How will I know the difference between that and something that comes from your gut instinct, something that feels right? And my answer, first of all, always is, if you're in the right state of mind, in other words, if you've been meditating and cultivating a clear state of mind, you'll know the difference. You'll just know. It's a completely different quality of feeling. It's not a thinking, it's not a figuring out, it's a feeling. 
it's a knowing. And then people might say, well, I need more information than that. You know, give me some concrete examples. And the concretest example I can give is that your gut instinct feeds you stuff that your thinking mind would never have thought of. Your gut instinct provides you with aha moments that are so left field, so out of the park, so crazy, apparently crazy, that you actually have to listen to them. Now, the interesting thing is that my gut instinct in particular had been shouting at me for the previous 10 years, perhaps. Indeed, when I worked in accountancy and banking, my gut instinct had been shouting at me for years to go and set up my own business. I didn't know what business I was going to set up at the time, but then I stumbled across my mentor, Jerry Cushel, the retired American psychologist who I met in the French Alps, or sorry, in the Swiss Alps. Uh, when I stumbled across him, I had the aha moment. I knew exactly what I was going to do. And that's why I'm sitting here talking to you today. It all comes down to knowing what is best for you, feeling what is best for you, listening to your inner voice, paying attention to your gut instinct, understanding the significant difference between what your gut instinct is telling you and what looks and feels like a good idea because you've seen other people doing that because that's common sense. And as I've said before in other podcasts, those two words don't go together. There's no such thing as common sense. Yes, there's common, normal, crazy nonsense. And that is what leads people astray. But let me come back to the key point that I want to make in this week's podcast. Change comes about in your life from the same place that happiness and fulfillment are found. Change comes about from within. Change comes about from deep within. It doesn't and it never can come from your thinking mind because your thinking mind is on a loop. We've talked about that before. Your thinking mind completely repeats the same process again and again and again, the patterned pre-programmed thoughts that we learned when we were young and impressionable. You are not going to change anything in your life by trying to figure it out or figuring out what you have to do to change your life by using your thinking mind. It simply is not possible. It does not compute. What you need to do is develop your ability to feel, to sense what is best for you, to begin to listen to what some of my clients call their feminine intuition, what business people call their gut instinct. What I would describe as a psychologist as that part of your subcortical brain, your being mind. That part of your brain knows what you really, really, really want out of life. And that's what I mean, first of all, by it coming from within. I mean it in another sense as well. Though. Change comes from within because it comes from a shift from you thinking or paying attention to your thoughts to paying attention to your gut instinct and then acting on your gut instinct. I said a moment ago that I call the subcortical brain your being mind. I actually call it two things, your being mind and your doing mind. And your doing mind knows exactly 
what to do because your being mind has told it where it wants to go. And all you have to do is just let this happen. All you have to do is let go of your thoughts. All you have to do is let go of your hang-ups. All you have to do is let the thoughts that have hoodwinked you into thinking that you are unfulfilled or unhappy go. All you have to do is let them go. Why do you think this podcast is called To Succeed? Just let go. To be happy, just let go. To be fulfilled, carefree, just let go. That is the only move that is required. And it is far more earth-shattering a move than moving to another part of the world. It is far more transformational than taking your life up from Dublin and putting it in, I don't know, Brisbane or Singapore or the French Alps. It is far more fundamentally a shift than 96% of people in this planet will ever experience because they're using their minds normally. You have a choice. As I said at the beginning of today's podcast, you have a choice. You can choose to stay in your prison cell. I used that term earlier on, and I repeat it because, you know, you know, you could choose to stay in your prison cell and decorate it and fool yourself into thinking that you're happy and fulfilled or fool yourself into thinking that you're more successful than you were. You might be more successful, but it would pale into insignificance in comparison to the success, happiness and fulfillment you would achieve if you realized that you can push open the door of your prison cell. It isn't locked. It's no key. Nobody ever locked you in. It's only your thoughts that locked you in. You can push open the door and walk out into the wild blue yonder and discover the life that is best for you. And you know, as you begin to walk out into the wild blue yonder, you will look back and realize, oh, there never was a prison cell. So, you know, at the beginning and end of these podcasts, the introduction and the end bit always talks about taking today's step in the right direction. Today's step in the right direction is one that you take in your head by choosing. Now, I'm going to spend a few minutes coming to my senses because when I come to my senses, I begin to hear real sense, which is oh so completely different from what we normally crazily describe as common sense. Shift that gear now you've been listening to to succeed just let go to get involved join me in my facebook group strangely enough called to succeed just let go and for more information visit www.willie-dash.com